for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your anointing that destroys yokes and lifts burdens. Father, we just bless you, Lord God, for just being here today as a family in your presence. Lord God, we pray, Lord, that you would just have your way, that you would speak. Father, allow me to communicate your heart for this time, for this moment to your people. Father, and I decrease that you might increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord. Um, thank Pastor Andre for such a wonderful introduction. <laughs> um, I am, I'm, uh, you know, and I say it all the time, I definitely uh, don't feel like the preaching word is my grace, but every time my pastor asks me to preach, um, I, I will definitely uh, stand before the people and share the heart of God. I love people. I love people, um, people on my heart, and um, mainly because God loves people. God loves people, you know, so I love people because he loves me, which allows me to love you. Amen? Y'all feel the love? You feel the love this morning? So I'm excited about what's happening in the world and in the earth, and Pastor Andre said something that was key. Uh, he said something about 2018, and how many of you know that 2018 is going to be the greatest year of your life? How many of you believe that 2018 is going to be the greatest year of your life? Let me hear you say amen, amen. if you believe it. Come on, we got to build our faith. We got to build our faith. 2018 is going to be the greatest year of, of, of our lives, and I'm not saying it as wishful thinking, but I'm saying it because 2018 will be the greatest year of your life because we are going to make different decisions, right? I've come to let you know today that 2018 is going to be the greatest year of your life. Um, I've seen a glimpse of your future and it's bright, right? So uh, 2017, what a year. What a year 2017 has been for some of us, right? Um, I know at the closing of 2016, uh, coming into 2017, I just couldn't wait for it to be over. I was like, Lord, this has been one of the longest years of my life, and this is 2016 coming into 2017, and I just couldn't wait for that year to be over. How many of you can say that you've been in a place of frustration and isolation before? Uh, have you ever been in a place of frustration and isolation or a bad or an uncomfortable position uh, and felt like God was absent? Have you ever felt like he separated himself from you and your circumstances definitely voiced their opinion and told you that God had left you, right? That's it. It's over for you. He has left the building. Uh, you thought he changed his mind and gave up on you. Well, I come to tell you that you're not alone and God did not leave you. I've come to let you know that what's actually happening in your life right now is that you're in a womb. You're in a womb, you're in a holding place of gestation and development, and God is using everything around you to get you to where he needs you to be. He's using everything around you to get you to where he needs you to be. I'm going to say it again. He's using everything around you to get you to where he needs you to be. Uh, the book of Exodus chapter 2 Verse 23 says that, uh, and it came to pass, I'll wait for a moment and let you get that. You can turn to Exodus 2 and 23. When you have it, say amen. I'll give you a minute. Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. And it says, it came to pass in the process 
of time, and there's that P word, process. We don't like that word, process, right? It came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died and the children of Egypt sighed by reason of the bondage. Have you ever been in some things in your life that just wore you out, that just caused you to sigh? Just take a moment and say, is this going to ever be over? When, is, when am I going to overcome this? When am I going to get through this, right? So the children of Egypt, they sighed by the reason of the bondage, and they cried, and their cry came unto God. I want you to know that God hears your cry. He hears your prayer. It may not have been a physical cry, but it, you might be in a moment where you're, you're saying within yourself, God, like, this is, is this almost over? Is this it? Is there anything more? God hears your cry. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham and with Isaac and with Jacob, and God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. So then in the next few verses, God shows up to Moses and gives him a vision. He says, I see the crisis, I see the pain, I see the frustration and the discomfort that the children of Israel are going through and that they're facing. And he said, and the gestation period has come to an end. He said, it's time to exit this place. The children of Israel were in Egypt. They were God's chosen people and they were Egypt in Egypt. And Egypt represented a womb. It represented a process. It represented the place that God had designed for them to be so he can process them. Have you ever been in a process before? Have you ever been in a process? Process doesn't feel good. Process takes time. Process. It takes time. And the children of Israel were in a process because, you know, they, they were in bondage and they were in slavery, but God was trying to bring them to a promised land. So God had spoke to Moses and said, I hear the cries. I understand that the process is hard. They were in slavery in Egypt. They were in slavery, so they were under heavy burden, right? And God said, so the process is ending. The gestation period has, ending, um, has ended. It's almost like a baby in a womb. When a baby is in a womb, after a certain time, the gestation period has ended. The baby has eaten as many nutrients as it could eat from the mother. The baby has outgrown the holding place that God had designed to develop it. In process, there is development. When God has us in the womb, when God has us in, in a holding place, he's developing some things in us, right? If a, a baby goes through a process, and I'm not going to go through the whole uh, process that the baby goes through, but the baby starts out as a sperm. Sperm can't live in the natural world. It has to be processed into a baby. It has to be developed, and that doesn't feel good. It, 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 and the thing about it is that when it's time, once the baby realizes, and this is so powerful, how the baby even, even, even before learning anything and even before having any communication, the baby itself knows that it's time to go. The baby itself knows that this place is too small. Have you ever been in a place where it's like, I, I, why am I still here? It's time for me to exit this place. Have you ever been in a moment in your life where you felt, I need to go to the next place? There's another place. I feel like I've, I've maxed out my capacity for where I am. Some of us, it's our job. Some of us, it's relationships. 
For some of us, it's friendships. For some of us, you know, we've maxed out where we are financially. It's like, I'm tired of being broke. I've maxed out broke. I've maxed out broke. I'm done in this level, in this realm, in this place. I've maxed out. I can't be any broker. (laughs) Right? Have you maxed out the place where you are? So, what happened? God says to Moses, he said, okay, so I see the pain, I see the frustration and the discomfort of my people. And the gestation period has come to an end. And it's time to exit this place. Have you ever been in a place of crisis, whether it's a financial crisis, a health crisis? Our country is in political crisis. Have you ever been in a social or economic crisis? Now, the powerful thing about crisis is that when you're in crisis, the biggest question that you have is, how do I get out of this place? How do I get out of this crisis? How do I move from where I am to where I see myself, which is outside? Have you, do, can you see yourself outside of the place where you are? Right? And isn't that challenging? It's like, okay, I know where I am and I know where I want to be, but I'm not sure how to get to that place. See, when you're in crisis, the biggest question is, how do I get out of this place? The problem is the crisis, and the solution becomes anyone who has an exit strategy. Now, crisis, what I, what, what's interesting about crisis is that crisis, I've learned that crisis is the birthplace for vision and visionary leaders. I'm going to say that again. Crisis is the birthplace for vision and visionary leaders. And I think about the the civil rights crisis back in, 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 in the old days and how the crisis birthed a visionary leader, Martin Luther King. I think about how the crisis in Calcutta birthed a visionary leader. Her name was Mother Teresa. These people had exit strategies on how to exit the crisis. Crisis is the birthplace for vision and visionary leaders. And that vision or those visionary leaders carry the solution to the crisis. How many of you know that you're carrying a solution to a crisis? You might not believe it, but I'm here to let you know that there is a solution within you. And the proof proof that there is a solution in you is that you are discomfort. You're not comfortable. You're not resting. You're unrested. Could it be that God is trying to give you a glimpse of your future and what's to come? Could it be that he's trying to give you a vision or maybe a solution or an exit strategy? Could it be your frustration is God? Could it be that your frustration, the frustration that you're feeling is God trying to give you a vision for something better? Because I'm frustrated financially. I'm frustrated. I can't be any broker. So the solution is now, so, so the question is, how do I get out of this place? And could it be that God is using that to give me vision for more? Could it be that God is using that to give me a strategy? Could it be that, 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 that heaven is trying to communicate a vision to you for your future? A vision of your future success, your future accomplishments, your destiny. 
Could it be that God is allowing your current situation, circumstances, and frustration to birth you from where you are to where you need to be? From where you are to where he desires you to be. The children of Israel were frustrated. They were in the womb. But it was God's will to bring them to a place called Canaan that was a promised land, right? Could it be that God is trying to change your perception? Could it be that God is trying to shift your paradigm? Your paradigm is your worldview, how you view the world, and give you a new perspective on your life. See, sometimes the, the, the scripture says that God's ways are above our ways and his thoughts are above our thoughts. So a lot of times how we see our life is not how God sees our life. How we see our situations and circumstances is not how God sees it. So the key is now we have to see what he sees. That's the key. I'm trying to see my life, right, from the perspective, but this womb that I'm in won't allow me to see it. This process that I'm in, I can't see it while I'm in the process. So I have to exit the process in order for me to see how he sees could it be that God is trying to change your perception, shift your paradigm, and give you a new perspective on life? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Come on, turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. God is trying to show me something. Come on, say it with conviction. Neighbor, God is trying to show you something. How many of you believe that God is trying to show you, show you something today? So we're talking about vision, and I'm going to be really quick. I'm going to do a drive-by. I'm going to be very, 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 very quick. And I'm going to answer a few questions about vision because we're talking about vision. I'm going to answer the question, what is vision? I'm going to answer the question, why is a vision necessary? I'm going to answer the question, who should have vision? And I'm going to answer the question, how do I navigate vision? What is vision? Now, growing up as a kid, I never really understood the importance of, of vision until I got older and I need to wear glasses. <laughs> you take it for granted when you don't understand what it is, you take it for granted. When you don't understand how necessary it is, you take it for granted. There is a difference between sight and vision. Sight is the process power or function of seeing sight is the function right it's a physical sense it is the ability to see what's physical or right in front of you so right now I can see you I'm using my sight to see you right this computer is right in front of me and I'm using my sight to see it right my sight allows me to see the things that are right in front of me right vision is the act of power of seeing what's not in front of you. It's the ability to see the supernatural. Vision, in other words, is faith. Vision is faith. 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. And I like to say, we walk by vision and not by sight. Faith is vision. There's a difference between sight and vision. Vision and sight, though they are synonymous, they're different. 
You can have sight with no vision, and then you can have vision with no sight. The woman at the well, she had sight. She had the ability to see that Jesus was right in front of her. But she didn't have a vision for her life. She was lost. She was misusing herself to get what she wanted from men. She had no vision for her life. There's a, there's a man in the Bible called Blind Bartimaeus. He had no sight, but he had vision. He didn't have sight, but he had vision. And his vision had the ability to pull Jesus in his direction. Even though he couldn't see, he had vision. And his vision allowed his resource, the thing that would bring him from where he was to where he needed to be, to pull it in his direction. Sight with, no, sight with no vision is called walking in the flesh. When we have sight, but we don't have vision, it's called walking in the flesh. When we have vision with no sight, it's called walking by faith. I'm going to say it again. When we have sight, with no vision, it's called walking in the flesh. Now, I'm tired of walking in the flesh. I'm tired of, of, of living my life based upon what I see and not what God said. Based on what I see and not what God is trying to show me. But see, sometimes we never, we never allow him to take us through the full process. So when we don't go through the full process, we can't possibly see what he's trying to show us. See, Israel would have never seen Canaan if they didn't go through the process. They would have never seen the promised land if they did not go through the process. And sometimes we, we exit process prematurely. When we exit process prematurely, you know what that happens? When we have premature babies, there's a lot of complications in the growth process. That's why we don't grow the right way. When we exit process prematurely, there's always a default or a defect in our spiritual growth and in the vision that God is trying to show us. How many of you know that God is trying to show you something, but you have to go through the process? You got to let him process you. But I come to tell you today, he said the gestation period is over and it's time for us to exit. Vision, this, and this is major, so for me, vision, this is how I like to define vision as well. Vision is what do I see myself, my brand, or my business doing, being, and accomplishing. What do I see myself that I'm not currently doing? Remember, vision is faith. Vision is future. Vision is always bigger than who we are, right? Because where sight ends, vision begins. Vision begins where sight ends. God said to, um, he said to Abraham, he said, I want you to look as far as your eyes can see. And he said, I'm going to give you as far as your eyes can see. All right, but then that's sight, right? But then vision kicked in. He said, but now I want you to count the grain of sand. I want you to count. That's how much I'm going to expand your, your legacy. He couldn't see that. that. That's hard to do. 
right? It was easy for him to see the, to the, the, the sight that God was showing him. He said, as far as your eyes can see, I'm going to give you all of these possessions. Okay, that's great. He's going to give me some stuff. But when it came to vision, he said, now, as much as the grain of the sand, that's how I'm going to make your, your legacy, your family. And can you imagine his wife couldn't even have kids, so he must have been like, okay, <laughs> I don't know how you go do that. But that's, that's, that's what vision does. Vision, vision it, 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 it takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of your place of comfort. It takes you out of your place of comfort. Vision is always bigger than you. Vision is what I do. I want you to write this down. Vision is what I, is, uh, vision is what do I see myself, my brand, my business, doing, being, and accomplishing. Vision is spiritual. Vision is prophetic. Why is vision spiritual? Because you can't physically see it, Right? You can't physically see it. Why is it prophetic? Because it's always telling of what's to come. It's always telling of the future. It's not present. Vision is always of the future. It's always of the future. Now, why is vision a necessity? And now, so, I want, um, I want you to go to Proverbs 29 and 18, and I've never seen this scripture this way. Because now we understand what vision is, right? But why is vision important? And so, Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Now, I always thought that what that meant was where there's no vision, the people die. You know, oh, you know, the people dying because there ain't no vision. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, the people leave, right? But the scripture says, where there's no vision, the people perish. In other words, your life, your purpose, your fulfillment, the lives of those connected to you and your destiny is either driven or demised by your vision or the lack thereof. Your life, your purpose your fulfillment, and the lives of those connected to you and your destiny is either driven or demised by your vision or lack thereof. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Well, what does perish mean? I said, let me look at what perish means. Perish means to spoil. Perish means to waste. Where there's no vision, the people are wasting away. They're spoiling. What happens when you don't drink milk? See, vision is time sensitive. Vision is time sensitive. Where there is no vision, the people spoil. When you don't drink milk by that expiration date, what happens? It spoils. It wastes away. Where there is no vision, and I'm not talking about a church vision. I want you to think about your life. How many of us live life and don't have a vision for our life? We don't have a vision. There's no vision for our life. So we're wasting time doing things that we shouldn't be doing. We're wasting our talent, using it in the wrong place. We're wasting our energy. We're wasting our resources. Things spoil when they just sit. 
when they're not being useful. See, now here's the thing about vision. Because God really had to, had to help me because I thought, like, past years, oh, I have a vision. Like, oh, I have vision. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm figuring out what it is that I like to do. And he said, vision, or uh, he, he, he had to let me know this. He said, when you have a vision without something now and so i also want to say this right so i'm kind of giving y'all like because by my profession i'm a brand wardrobe and lifestylist and i help people navigate from where they are to where they need to be so i'm kind of giving y'all a session for free right my rate is 99 dollars an hour right but i'm kind of giving y'all a session for free right so we're talking about vision right so there's something that that the lord has given me called a vision gps and it's and it's scriptural he, uh, he walked me through when he gave the instructions to, to Noah to build an ark. And GPS is goal, plan, strategy. Vision without a goal, plan, or strategy is just a dream. A lot of us have dreams. A lot of us just have good dreams and we call it vision. But it doesn't become a vision until there's a goal, there's a plan, and there's a strategy to reach it. Vision without GPS is just a dream. Um, without vision, you miss your assignment. Without vision, um, your vision is connected to purpose. Your vision is connected to assignment. Who should have vision? Um, write down Acts chapter 2, verse 17. Who should have vision? And it says... In the last days, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. It says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see vision and old men will dream dreams. Every generation has dreamers and visionaries. Every generation. Every generation has dreamers and they have visionaries. The dreamers of one generation becomes the visionaries of the next. And I'm going to say that again. The dreamers of one generation becomes the visionaries of the next. We're living in the last days and he said that he's going to pour his spirit upon all flesh and the younger generation is going to see visions and the older generation are going to dream dreams. And the beauty about that is that that includes all of us. When I say younger generation, I'm not saying my generation is going, is going to see visions and your generation is going to only dream dreams. You are a younger generation of the previous generation. So in every generation, there are visionaries. There should be visionaries. Dreamers see it and visionaries see it and make it happen. A dreamer is someone that can see it, but a visionary is someone who can see it and make it happen. A dream is just the ability to see, and a visionary has the ability to see and add GPS navigation to it. How do I navigate vision? Habakkuk 2 and 2. I want you to write down Habakkuk 2 and 2. And it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain, so he that readeth will run. 
verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. And it says, the, the Amplified Version said, it hurries toward the goal of fulfillment. Vision, goal. It hurries towards the goal of fulfillment. Then it said, it will not fail, even though it delays. Wait patiently for it, because it will certainly come to pass. It will not delay. Verse 4 says, the just will live by faith. Come on, he's talking about vision. He said, the just will live by faith. What does that mean? The just will live by vision. The just will live by vision. We navigate vision by writing the vision. The scripture says, so he that readeth can run. He's not saying, I want you to write your vision so other people can read it and be on board. He said, I want you to write your vision, write the vision for your life. So you can read it when you get discouraged. So you can read it when you're losing hope. So you can read it when you feel a little down and you feel a little discouraged. So you can read it and run. He said because it's for an appointed time. It's time sensitive. So we can't walk to our vision. We can't write our vision and walk and lollygag and drag ourselves. He said it is for an appointed time. There is a mandate. And I like to, I like to I think about the mandate that God gave Adam in the, in the book of Genesis. And he said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. And I like to see the word mandate as a, a, an appointment that God has, right? An appointment that man has with destiny. A mandate is an appointment that we have with our destiny. And the powerful thing about a mandate or an appointment is that appointments are time sensitive. You can miss an appointment. You can show up late to an appointment. How do we navigate vision? And I want, and, and, and for me it's really important because I teach this to people and we talk about vision and why is, it, why is it important. When you don't have a vision for your life, then you waste time. Listen, the older I get is the more I realize how important it is to have a vision in areas of my life. I need to have a vision for my health. Where do, where do I see, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and now we're in 2017, and I can't wait till I get to 2018 to start seeing a vision for my life because that wouldn't be vision, that's sight, right? Because I'm already in 2018. So from 2017, what can we do? How can we write the vision and make it plain? We need a vision for our health. Where do you see yourself health-wise in 2018? Where do you see yourself? What are your health goals? Now, once you set your goal, what is the plan? And now you have a plan. What is the strategy? How are you going to accomplish that plan? Write a vision for your finances. Listen, again, I'm tired of being broke. How, now, what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to pray and say, God, I need you to give me a financial blessing? Great prayer. That's a great prayer. But now, what, what is the vision? See, what I love is that how God operates, and he did it in Genesis. God breathes into structure. He breathes into structure. He create, The Bible says in Genesis, he created Adam, and he was a complete, like he was a body. He created, he formed the body. And once the structure was complete, he breathed into the structure, and it came alive. 
What are we giving God to breathe into? Are we giving him a structure? Are we giving him a plan? Think about your life. God wants to breathe into your health structure, the vision for your health. He wants to breathe into it. He wants to breathe into your financial vision. What is the vision for your spiritual life? Are you tired of being in the same place spiritually year after year? Do you, I want to grow. I want to grow spiritually. Well, okay. How are you going to grow? <laughs> right? Because just saying that you want to grow, that ain't going to do nothing. It, that's, that's a dream. I, well, one day, Lord, I just hope to grow. If, if, a, if, a, if a farmer wants an apple tree, he gets a seed, plants the seed in the ground, he waters it. There's, there's something for him to do. It just doesn't appear, right? That doesn't happen anymore since sin came because when, <laughs> exactly, that don't happen no more. So basically you speak to the ground all you want, but that ground is cursed. It ain't going to give you <laughs> what you say. But there's, a, there's something that you have to do. So what do you want to, what is the vision for your spiritual life for 2018? Where do you want to see yourself spiritually? Your relational life. Some of us are jacked up because of the people who we're around. It's not even because we're bad. It's just that we keep finding ourselves in bad situations. <laughs> we keep putting ourselves around people who are not supporting us or people who are not seeing. Listen, I made up, a long t- I made up in my mind a long time ago. Listen, I need to be around friends that are smart in areas that I'm dumb. I need to be around people who are going to who are going to complement my life, complement my goals, complement my vision. Oh, but do you have a vision? A lot of times we can't find people to complement our vision because we don't have one. And when we don't have vision, what do we do? We waste time. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. They waste. They sit. They spoil. They rest. What is the vision for your recreation? I made up in my mind, once a month, I'm going to a masseuse. I work too hard to be stressed out with knots and aches and pains and all these things. I said, the vision for my recreational health, I owe it to myself. What do you mean you can't afford to go? No, I'm going to find the money somewhere because if I, if I am broken down, then I'm good to nobody. And I can't do none of the stuff that I have planned. What is the vision for your recreation? How are you helping yourself help yourself? What is the vision for your business or your career? Some people just want to, I don't know, I want to do something in, 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 in something. and you know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What is the vision for your career? What is your interest? What is your passion? What is your desire? What what are you inclined to? What are you inclined to? What 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 area? What area are you what what skills do you have? What skills do you have? What what is the vision for your career? What's the vision for your education? Just because you may have gotten the biggest degree, it's like, well, I can't get no more degrees. But you can read a book. Because education 
isn't about school, it's about learning. What's the vision for your education? How are you expanding your mind? How, 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 are, you, how, how are you feeding your mind? What was the last book you read? A mentor of mine challenged me and I felt so dumb because I'm a published author and this is something that God said to me and I bust out laughing. I was like, oh shoot, you're right. When I first wanted to write a book, I was like, okay, I have a book brewing in my heart and I want to write about it, I want to write it. And the Lord said, oh great, you want to write a book, but you don't read books. I was like, you're right. So what did I start doing? Reading books. Because then I would have been my client. Like, wh why do I want to put out a book for people to read it? I don't even read books. Now, my mentor challenged me. His name is Paul C. Brunson. He challenged me to read a book a month. What, what month are we in? December? I start my 12th book tomorrow. One book a month. Don't ask me where I find the time to do it, but you have to make the time. Because what? This is a part of my vision, the vision for my education. I want to learn. I want to expand my mind. What is the vision for your personal development? How are you developing yourself? What are your personal, what are your habits? What is the vision for your personal development? These are, these are things that we got to think about. Because if we, if we want to have a, and so we started out by saying 2018 is going to be the greatest year of your life. Why was it going to be the greatest year or why is it going to be the greatest year of your life? Because you're going to create a vision. You're going to craft a vision. You're going to create goals and plans and strategies so God can breathe into it, so God can bless it. God wants to bless us. But we can't just think that, all right, so... I'm just going to believe him. That's good. That's faith. But the Bible says faith without works is dead. That doesn't mean I can do anything to deserve what God is doing for me. But what that means is that there is something that I have to do. There is something that we have to do. And that is creating our goals, our plans, and our strategy. What is the vision for your family life? For me, I had to really think about that one because I'm like, I don't spend enough time with my family. What is the vision for your family life? Because God wants to use us to minister to those that we're closest to. But what is the vision for your family life? How can you carve out time to spend with those that you love? Those are seeds that we're planting. People need us. They need us, especially as believers. They need the light. The Bible says that we're the salt of the earth. We preserve the earth, morality, ethics. We preserve the earth and the light of the world. We bring information. This light means information, wisdom, understanding. So darkness needs the light. Darkness is ignorance. Sometimes we don't want to be around the ignorant people. <laughs> but the Bible says, well, how will the ignorant people get understanding? Because we, God wants us to be that light. Amen? 2018, I, listen, I, you can stand to your feet. I want to decree and declare some things over your life. Because 2018 is going to be the greatest year of our life. And I'm made up in my mind, and, and, and it's interesting because 
for the past month, I've just been hearing vision, 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 vision. And I've been waking up and I've been hearing God say, vision, 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 vision. What are you saying? What are you seeing? Vision, vision. What is 2018 going to be? Vision, vision, vision. You can't enter, you can't enter a war without being prepared. There's no soldier that just shows up to the battlefield and is like, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. There's a level of preparation. How are we preparing for the greatness that God has for us? How are we preparing ourselves for the greatness that God has for us? I think of Israel, and the, and the, the interesting thing is that most of the children of Israel died in the process. They died in the process. Everyone didn't get to see the, the promise, the vision. Everyone didn't reach the vision. Most of the people died in the process. And the reason that they died in the process was because God said, I'm pulling you out of Egypt. I'm pulling you out of bondage to process you. And I, wanna, I want to, in this process, I want to change your mind and your perception and your perspective. And I want to give you my mind and I want to give you my perception and I want to give you my perspective. Some people didn't want to let it go. And he said, all right, well, if you can't trade your perspective for my perspective, if you can't trade your thoughts for my thoughts, if you can't trade your vision for my vision for you, then you can't come to where I am. And they died in the wilderness. There was a, gener a whole generation. That's why they stayed in the process 40 years, and it was only meant to be 40 days. It was only meant to be, can you imagine, like, I can't even, ima I can't even ima imagine it taking me three days to walk something that should have been three minutes. That, th there has to be a psychological issue. Three days to walk a three-minute journey. Can you imagine 40 years to only walk a 40-day journey? Sometimes we prolong the process when we fight God. We keep ourselves in that, that, like a hamster on the wheel. And God is like, okay, keep going. Keep thinking about the, the luxury of your bondage. Because it was luxurious because you didn't, you know, it's almost like someone coming out of jail and then they're, they're, they're back into the world and it's like, wait a minute, so now there's responsibility. And when I was in jail, they, they told me what to do, they told me when to eat, when I could use the bathroom, when I could, they, it, it, it's a level of responsibility. But so, you know, I, I have an uncle who was in prison for a while and he came out and he ended right back up in jail because it, it was comfortable for him. Bondage was comfortable. And God is like, I'm trying to show you freedom. I'm trying to give you vision. I'm trying to give you vision of freedom. I'm saying this is the exit. This is, this is the way that I need you to go. Children of Israel, when God had birthed them out of Egypt, because remember, Egypt was a womb. He birthed them out, and he brought them to the Red Sea. And he said to Moses, as the visionary leader, right, crisis births a vision or a visionary leader. And he said, now, nah, I'm going to give you the strategy, right, because he gave him the goal. The goal was freedom, right? He gave him the vision. The vision was, all right, we leave in this place. It's freedom. The goal was now you got to go tell Pharaoh 
to let my people go. And the plan was, now this is how I want you to do it. And the strategy was now, okay, we got to go. You got you to leave. You got to stretch your rod out. It wasn't enough for him to have vision or a dream. He needed a goal, a plan, and a strategy to get the people from where they were to where they needed to be. God wants to do the same thing for us in our personal life, in our financial life, in our career. 2018 is going to be the greatest year of our life, and that's because we're going to do things differently. Do the same, get the same. Do different, get different. 2018, listen, what I love is that when you're 17 years old of age, there's some restrictions on what you can do. You're restricted and, 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 and you know, you, you, in some places you can't drive and you can't do certain things. But baby, when you turn 18, that freedom, there's a freedom that comes on your life. I'm 18. What you said? I'm 18. I'm grown. What? 18, 2018, listen, 2017, there were some things that held us back. There were some things that we didn't have access to in 2017 because of immaturity. But 2018, 2018, we are maturing. 2018 is the year of the adult. I decree and declare it's the year of the adult. I decree and declare that it is the year of the adult moves. I decree and declare it's the year of adult decisions. I decree and declare it's the year of the adult mentality. In biblical numerology, one means God and eight means the number of resurrection and regeneration and new blessing. God is pressing the reset button on your life right now. If you can only believe it, he is giving you a fresh start. He's giving you a rebirth. He is replenishing and renewing you. 2018 is a year of putting away childish things. Putting away childish things. In biblical numerology, 18 is the number of bondage. Based on your decisions, 2018 will be a year of bondage or breakout. It will be a year of bondage or breakthrough. Based on your decisions. 2018 is the year that the floodgates are going to open. God is going to open gates and he's going to open windows and he's going to open doors for you. 2018 is the year of access. It is the year of maturation and graduation. It is the year of release and promotion. 2018 is the year of investment. You're going to invest in your personal growth and development. You're going to invest in your education. You are going to learn. You're going to invest in your spirituality and your spiritual development. You're going to make, build meaningful relationships. You're going to plan. You're going to see. You're going to see like you've never seen before. I look at how Jesus walked through the, the earth and, and when he was on the earth and he walked through the earth and what he did was phenomenal. And He gave us the same commission. He said, greater works will you do. What did he do? He was restoring vision to those that couldn't see. We think so much that it's only about blind people that he gave them sight. But it was more than that. He restored vision. He, Jesus walked through the system of this world and restored vision. Before, before salvation, he was restoring vision. And they saw the work and they believed him. He was healing the lame. What is lame? People who were immobile. He was mo he mo the woman at the well was lame spiritually. She was immobile. 
but she had a conversation with Jesus that changed her entire life. And the Bible says that she ran to the town and told everybody about the man named Jesus. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. He healed the dumb. Sometimes, though, sometimes we say the wrong things. And God wants to heal our mouth so we can say the right thing. But a lot of times we can't say the right thing because we can't see the right thing. When we see the right thing, we say the right thing. And why can't we see the right thing? Because we don't have vision. When we have vision, we see the right thing. We say the right thing. This is the year that you're going to take your personal power back from the naysayers and from those that have discouraged you and the people who didn't believe in you, the people who put you down, the people who spoke word curses over your life. You are taking your personal power back. This is not the year of the dreamer, but the year of the visionary. It's not the year of the dreamer, but the year of the doer. You are going to do more and be more in 2018. You are going to walk on water. You're going to, you are going to do what others thought that was impossible. What good can come out of Nazareth? Some people may have looked at us and said, you know what? There ain't never going to be nothing. Some of us, and, and some of us have adopted the same ideology. Well, you know what? I'm probably never going to be nothing. This is, 2018 is a year that God is going to blow your mind. And you are going to do things that you never thought that you could do. But because you got vision, vision was birthed in you in 2017. 2018 is the year that you're going to grow up or shut up. There's no time or space for complaining, complacency, confusion, or crazy people and their craziness. No stagnation, no blindness, no lack of vision, no lack of passion, no lack of planning. Your passion is going to be restored. God is restoring your passion and he is restoring your vision in 2018. You're going to dream again. You're going to see again. You're going to breathe again in 2018. You are going to breathe again. And I know for some of us, we've been holding our breath 2017 the whole year waiting and saying, God, when? God, when can I breathe again? God, when can I release what I've seen? God, when can I move forward? And God said, 2018 is the year that you are going to breathe again. You are going to breathe again. You're going to breathe again. You're going to see again. Come on, can you see it? Just thank the Lord. Just lift your hands and begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord, for restoring our vision. Thank you for restoring our hope. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for mobilizing us. Thank you for giving us a plan. Thank you for giving, come on, God, upload your vision into our heart. God uploaded vision into the heart of Noah. He uploaded a vision into Noah's heart. It was a time of crisis. They had never seen rain. And God had uploaded a vision into the heart of Noah. And he said, there's rain coming. And the goal was, I want you to build something. The plan was, I need you to follow the exact measurements that I give you. 
And the strategy was after you build, I need you to get inside of it because it's going to save your life and your legacy. God is uploading vision into our hearts that's going to save people. It's going to be a blessing to people. It's going to change what people thought our legacy was going to be. The vision that God has given you for your 2018. He's given you a vision for your legacy. He's given us vision. Oh God, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Come on, we just got to revisit the plan. We got to revisit the vision. Come on, are you willing? Are you going to revisit the vision? Are you just tell the Lord God, give me vision. Upload vision into my heart. Upload vision into my heart. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to waste. You said that where there's no vision, the people perish. I don't want to be, I don't want to perish. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to be immobile. I don't want to just sit. But I want you to mobilize vision in my heart. Give me a goal. Give me a plan. Give me a strategy. God, that we might do what you have called us to do in the earth. 2018 is going to be the greatest year. It's going to be the greatest year of our lives. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would upload vision into our heart and give us a goal. Give us our goals. Give us plan. Give us strategy. God, so we can create a structure that you can breathe into and bring it to life. Father, I pray for each and every person that's here today, and I pray, Lord God, that you would visit them in the midnight hour, God, that you would speak to them like you've never spoke before. God, we open their ears that they might hear what you're saying. Father, we open up their eyes, Lord God, that they might see what you're doing. Father, we open up their heart, God. We decree and declare open eyes and open ears and open hearts that they may understand what you're doing, God, that you might give wisdom and knowledge and understanding, Lord God, to your people so they can do what you have called them to do. Anybody want to reach destiny? Anybody want God to mobilize them towards their destiny? Each and every person in this room has a destiny. Each and every person that is alive has a destiny. And we reach our destiny based on the decisions that we make. God determines our purpose, but we determine our destiny. God determines our purpose, but our decisions will determine where we end up. I could have chose not to be here today. And if I would have chose not to be here today, then there's somebody's destiny. There's somebody that may not have heard the word that they needed to hear. Our decisions dictate our destiny. Our decisions lead us on a course to where we're going. Father, I pray that you would give us wisdom that we might make better decisions. Give us understanding that we might make better decisions according to your word and your purpose and your plan for our lives. Father, I give you praise, honor, and glory in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for all that you're doing in your people. If you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember that where there is no vision, the people perish. And God wants to give you vision. And the vision that the Lord gives you is going to be the exit strategy on how to get to where he's showing you. 
the vision that God is giving you, the vision that he wants to give you is going to be the exit strategy to get you from where you are to where he desires you to be. In Jesus' name, amen.